The Greeks, in their wisdom, didn't conceive their gods as distant, unimaginable superior entities, but rather as glorified and immortal human beings, more powerful, wiser, and inherently beautiful. Picture gods with the ability to father or bear children with one foot in the divine realm and the other in the world of mortals. In essence, they were divine reflections of the best qualities the Greeks admired in themselves. Even the term godlike wasn't reserved for the divine alone. Humans too were often referred to as godlike, especially in the works of Homer. The Greeks celebrated moments when individuals exhibited extraordinary prowess concerning those instances as glimpses of godlike excellence. They went further and institutionalized the pursuit of such excellence through contests. Agon in Greek. The ancient Greeks were an agonistic culture. Dr. Tully. It comes from the word agon, which means a struggle destined to produce a winner and a loser. This exuberance, this drive for excellence, manifests itself in the invention of sports as we know them. The Greeks held athletic competitions that celebrated the triumph of the human spirit. Even publicly funded artwork was made through contests. The great Dionysia. Dr. Lewitt was a huge festival in the city of Athens, which was built around a theatrical competition. Imagine the ancient Olympics, not just as a sports event, but as a grand spectacle where individuals pushed their limits, embodying the very essence of arte, excellence or virtue. One of the most influential sports being wrestling. To understand the roots of Greek wrestling, we must travel back to the mythological tales that shaped its origins. Legends tell of the mighty Zeus overthrowing his father Kronos, using wrestling techniques. In the pantheon of Greek myths, Heracles stands as the epitome of strength, a demigod born of Zeus himself. His tales often known as the Twelve Labors are a roller coaster of heroism and of course feats of incredible wrestling prowess. One of the most iconic wrestling moments in Heracles' saga involves against a Nemean lion. The lion's hide was impervious to mortal weapons. When realizing this, Heracles grapples with the beast, eventually choking into submission. In another instance, Antaeus, who was a son of Gaia and Poseidon, would challenge anyone who passed his way to wrestle. As long as he was in contact with the earth, he was invincible. However, when Heracles encountered Antaeus, Heracles was able to lift Antaeus up off the ground and kill him with a bear hug. In ancient Greece, wrestling held a crucial place in physical education and military training. The palaestra was a training ground dedicated to various physical activities, where wrestling served as a hub for physical development and social interaction. Within the gymnasia, which was designed for physical training and philosophical discussions, wrestling thrived as a central component. These spaces became not just arenas for physical prowess, but also centers for intellectual and social growth. The philosopher Plato, whose name means broad shoulders, was an esteemed wrestler. Plato saw wrestling as a metaphor for the inner struggle to achieve self-mastery. 
Plato believed that true excellence came from harmonizing the body and soul, and wrestling became a medium for this pursuit. In Plato's Republic, he even proposed that wrestling should be an integral part of education, teaching individuals to conquer their desires and emotions through discipline and self-control. Many of Plato's dialogues occur at the gymnasia. As wrestling matches unfolded, they became an arena for exploring philosophical concepts, such as justice, ethics, and the pursuit of truth. The Greeks saw wrestling as a microcosm of life itself, a struggle between opposing forces, a test of character, and an embodiment of the human experience. It became a vehicle for understanding the complexities of existence and the power of resilience. Another significant philosopher, Aristotle, built upon these ideas by examining the concept of agon in wrestling. Aristotle believed that the wrestling match encapsulated the human struggle for greatness. It highlighted the virtues of courage, determination, and fairness. Through the agonistic nature of wrestling, one could learn about the importance of balance and moderation in life. Notable figures in Greek wrestling emerge, celebrated for their extraordinary skills such as Milo of Croton, as covered in episode 1. Their achievements are renowned and highly esteemed, leaving an indelible mark on the wrestling tradition. As wrestling evolved, rules and techniques were established, bringing a sense of structure to the sport. Wrestlers sought to display their physical prowess while adhering to the ideals of fair play and sportsmanship, a testament to the deep-rooted values of ancient Greek society. However, there were instances of cheating occurring during this time. We also have a papyrus record of cheating from Egypt. is a bribery contract. There was a teenage wrestler called Demetrius who agreed to lose his wrestling match if he was paid 3,800 drachmas, which is about enough to buy a donkey, apparently, at the time. The Olympic Games served as a pinnacle of athletic competition in ancient Greece. Within this prestigious event, wrestling took center stage, captivating audiences with displays of strength, technique, and agility. Alongside wrestling, Pankration, emerged as a fearsome amalgamation of wrestling and boxing. One of the contestants actually sort of shooting his hand out with his fingers extended and, and penetrating between the ribs of an opponent and actually pulling his guts out, the Pancradion. So the Pancradion, it, it's meant to be like mixed martial art and it was really pretty dangerous and people could die. The Greeks really felt that, you know, their interest in sport and athletics really defined themselves and it was part of their self-image of, you know, we're healthy and strong and we can beat people. And a lot of also rest, some of these, like the Pancration and all these different moves, they would also use that in warfare. Like if they lost their weapons and they had to fight barehanded, they would have to use a lot of these moves that they learnt as part of the practice of the Pancration. Pancration allowed for striking, grappling and joint manipulation, making a relentless and unforgiving discipline. Its popularity soared as audiences were enthralled by the sheer physicality and spectacle it offered. Remarkable's champions rose to fame within the realm of Pancration, their stories capturing the imagination of both ancient and modern audiences. With the decline of the Golden Age of Ancient Greece and the occupation of Rome in the Greek Isles beginning in the 3rd century BCE, wrestling's influence persisted. Our collection piece, The Boxer at Rest, 
is a t-shirt made of 85% viscose and 15% marley. The realism of the sculpture reveals the consequences of Aegon in the pursuit of Arate. Swollen eyes, a broken nose, blood dripping from the forehead. Despite being exhausted and the point of being broken, he remains ready to fight his next opponent. This is a bronze statue. It's a Roman copy of a Greek Hellenistic original. So the Hellenistic period is in art is a period where sculpture was a little more realistic and dynamic in contrast to the earlier classical period. He's sitting down. He may have just finished a big boxing bout. You can tell he's a boxer because he has these leather straps around his knuckles because he had to do a lot of punching. And it dates to, you know, the Hellenistic period. So um, after 330 BCE up to 50 BCE. And it was uh, found in Italy and it's in the archaeological museums in Rome. I should mention also that we actually have a beautiful little bronze head of a wrestler in our exhibition, Ancient Lives at the um, University of Melbourne Old Court. There's a very small bronze head and if you kind of find him and bend down and look him in the eye, he's got a, a very charming little engaging uh, look in his eye. And I suspect that might have been perhaps a votive offering, something that someone might have taken to a temple to ask the god perhaps for, for success in the fight, in the wrestling competition. In more recent times, wrestling has experienced a revival, particularly through its integration to international sporting events, such as the Olympics, NCAA, UFC, and ADCC. Modern wrestling disciplines influenced by ancient Greek techniques are still effective and provide a platform for athletes to showcase their skill and dedication. The cultural impact of Greek wrestling remains palpable in various forms of artistic expression, literature, and popular culture. Its symbolism and rich history continue to inspire and captivate audiences worldwide. Today, Greece maintains a vibrant wrestling culture, with Olympic wrestling being the prominent discipline. Greek wrestlers participate in international events, proudly representing their country and upholding the traditions passed down through the ages. Notable Greek wrestlers of the modern era have emerged, carrying on the legacy of their predecessors. These talented athletes have achieved remarkable feats, earning accolades, and inspiring future generations. However, Greek wrestling also faces challenges in a rapidly evolving world, balancing tradition with the demands of modern sports. It seeks to preserve its heritage while adapting to the ever-changing landscape. The Greek word agon has an intriguing modern counterpart agony. It reminds us that competition, while not always fun, can lead to glorious outcomes. The spirit of competition is embedded into our contemporary world, especially in fields like sports, where individuals and teams compete for victory, pushing the boundaries of human achievement. Think about the exhilarating moments when you've witnessed someone perform unbelievably well, transcending ordinary limits. This is most notable in athletes, such as Gordon Ryan, or musicians, such as Beyonce. That feeling, that recognition of excellence, is a direct echo of the Greek ethos. They believed in setting up occasions that invited such moments, occasions where humans could approach the divine. This is a Sandify production Written, narrated, and produced by Stevan Galvez. 
Special thanks to Dr. Caroline Tolley and Dr. Tamara Lewitt at the University of Melbourne. If you like this episode, please share it. Follow and subscribe to our newsletter on our website. You can also view and purchase our other collection pieces at our website. Check out Dr. Tolley and Dr. Lewitt's curated exhibit, Ancient Lives, Insights on the Classics and the Archaeology Collection at the Porter Museum at the University of Melbourne. It is currently running until the 17th of May, 2024. Their exhibition gives a glimpse into the life of the ancient Greek and Roman world through everyday ritual and luxury objects. Links to their pages will be on our website. I would highly recommend checking it out.